swords with handle art to spark souls and charge souls to parts roads of bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of blood scrolls savage quest of joe and earl lock shoes to every clue easter egg to gaming news the police need some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english the drone is a shit Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider. Make sure you download it, search for it, find it, rate it, review it, archive it, throw it in the Smithsonian. Uh, you can also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos from time to time. And make sure you hop on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. So come on by if you want to get handled. Yes, yes. A-Dub, we are in the middle of November, which means we are in the middle of the big fall releases. And with that said, A-Dub, what have you been playing? Well, (laughs) in a city... Far, far away. Yes. A long time ago. Mm, that long, long time ago. Exactly. I experienced the splendor that is Star Wars for the first time. And this day, this week, this weekend has been utterly glorious with the release of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I've been playing way too much mm. because it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's for me personally, it's the Star Wars game I've been waiting for. It's it's the glimmer, it's the like the flame that went with the glimmer that I saw in Force Unleashed, where just every now and then you do something and be like, oh, that was kind of like a movie. It looked like the game that I want from it, and it's like don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the hell out of Force Unleashed because it did tons of things that I was looking forward to. But Jedi Fallen Order looks like. It takes all the good things from that and just notches them up a little bit. But then it's presented to you in this Metroidvania Dark Souls style, like just huge levels with shortcuts and just enemies respawning whenever you hit the rest point. And it's man, it's, it's just on a different level. It's got Sekiro style combat. It's it's unbelievable, man. I. I had, I actually had pretty high expectations for the game after watching the videos, you know, basically seeing that, okay, it looks like they may have, they may have figured out the formula this time to bring the Jedi experience to life. Looking forward to it. Going to go on media blackout. Got the game. As soon as I got in the tutorial sequence, it was like, wow, this looks like a Star Wars film. It's moving and playing like a Star Wars film. And I'm doing the things with the Jedi that I'd always wanted to be doing. Like I'm holding the lightsaber and it's the things I'm using it for feel like it's not just I'm just swinging it around and it's like on auto block with the with the blaster bolts. It's 
you're making choices and decisions. You're getting in the fights. You feel like you feel kind of that Anakin esque kind of feeling when you when you saw him in like episode two and episode three, just doing all the crazy lightsaber tricks, twist behind the back, all that kind of shit. So you, I they perfectly capture the Jedi experience. You feel you feel powerful. You feel like a badass, especially once you really get in tune with the combat and you go on long stretches where you just get in the thick of it and and you somehow emerge unscathed. It's it's unbelievable. I'm having a blast with it. So far I've gotten to what is the third planet, then I went back to like the second planet. And the way the game works, I mentioned Metroidvania earlier. The level design is huge. There's great spaces. There's great graphics. It, there's a lot of stuff that's familiar. There's a lot of stuff that's new. But as you're going through the levels, you'll encounter things that you can't necessarily interact with at that point in time. It's something that you have to make a mental note of and come back to later. Or if you're just using the map feature, it keeps track of certain things and it gives it a color code like yellow is area that you can explore that, you know, additional area. The green is stuff that you can interact with. We probably haven't yet. And the red is stuff that you can interact with. You just haven't figured out how. Like, perhaps you haven't gotten the right ability. Perhaps you haven't gotten the right upgrade for your droid. And since we're speaking of upgrades, I can talk a little bit about that, too. There's tons of, like, cosmetic unlocks. The droid has paint schemes. Your starship has paint schemes. You got a poncho that you could put on and off. And there's a bunch of ponchos. You can... You have a what a handful of different outfits of which I only have two and I'm still rocking the first one. <laughs> so I'm trying to see what else the game is going to have in store. You can customize your lightsaber. You're finding different parts to go with the various sections of the lightsaber that you can modify. There's like the switch. There's the sleeve. There's the hilt. The, you can even change the color of the blade, which is awesome. So, you know, you feel like you're doing something when you're at the workbench. It's it's even got the skill trees. Of course, people know by now you have the force side, you have the survivability side, and then you have the lightsaber side. You're not really going for a build or anything. You're just unlocking stuff that allows you to do do more, survive better over time, make your force power stronger. You know, like I said earlier, you you feel like a badass when you're playing this game. You start to think like a Jedi. You're walking around the corner. You see the guy standing on the edge of a cliff. Push him off. You see a droid coming. Grab the droid. Throw it at somebody else. Explosion. (laughs) Yeah, it's very simple. The force powers are very simple. There's only three. There's the time slowdown. There's the pull where you grab something and pull it towards yourself. And there's the push which we all know and love as one of the more classic Jedi powers out there. And for as scant as that selection is, there are still plenty of situations in which to use them, and they are extremely useful every time you use them. Uh, You have some enemies that are a little more resistant to your force powers than others are. Once you start dealing with the purge troopers, you know, it's going to be a tougher battle. They're going to come at you with some, some pretty flashy maneuvers, twirling their batons, coming in with the dual wielding. You know, they got the weapons that can fight against you. It's awesome. There's not too many different kinds 
of enemies. There, you're going to see a whole lot of stormtroopers. You're going to see a handful of droids. You're going to see a handful of different kinds of creatures. Droids and creatures have the dismemberment going on, so you will definitely get your fill of that, even though it's not on the human enemies. The world design is it's just awesome. Like you're you're squeezing through crevices. You're swinging like in Uncharted. You're doing wall running like in Titanfall Two. Just with the overall visual quality and art direction that Respawn has gone with in this game, everything blends into the environments more realistically than other games have in the past. I mean, you've you've seen it, AMC, where once Uncharted 2 did the whole uh, look for anything yellow and that's how you progress thing, then pretty much every game started doing that. While it is helpful, while it is like an aesthetic kind of hand-holding thing. I'm glad that Fallen Order doesn't do that. Instead, you're just going to have to look and you're going to have to figure it out. There was a period of time where I was just so enamored with the overall visuals of the game that I didn't even notice, oh, I'm supposed to run on this and get to the next area. Oh, I'm supposed to climb this so that I can get up there and then open up the shortcut. <laughs> Man, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order has greatly exceeded my expectations. It is. It managed to be a pleasant surprise, even though I saw it coming the entire time. So you said like um, <clears throat> the combat. Like how does how does the di- dynamic change just, uh, when you're going like? So I guess we'll, first we'll start out with like how's your health when you have those interactions? Like can you be taken down pretty easily? Are you do you feel overpowered? Or well, the does- the difficulty settings are going to factor into how many hits you can take because among the things that they modify one is the damage that the enemies deal so i started out on grandmaster because i was like i'll show the critics Mm -hmm. (laughs) started out on that and while while i'm perfectly okay with a punishing situation like that where it's like oh you only get one or two mistakes and you're dead it was just i didn't like the size of the parry window it was entirely too small so i just went with jedi master now, when I'm in the combat, it's not that you feel overpowered. It's just that you pretty much have what you need at the outset in order to do what you need to do against these enemies. As long as you understand the combat and you're avoiding damage while also dealing it, you'll be fine. So, you know, it's not like an enemy is going to come in like, you know, they they have this kind of weapon. So your your thing doesn't work on it or something like that or you have to do this differently you know other than a flamethrower just because it's fire but yeah as long as you know what you're doing with the combat even after playing for several hours it wasn't until i encountered uh, a particularly large creature in a bit of a confined space that i realized how effective the quick dodge is and once I figured that out. I went back to every other combat situation. It's just trivial. I'm just stepping out the way, kicking dudes in the back. <laughs> and that, and they said there's a, obviously the comparison that they've they brought up with Sekiro. Is there like the stagger damage? Like how does that all work? Oh, it's it's pretty much the same exact system. One key difference with Jedi that helps not only bring that game to life, but you know, make it a little more forgiving than a Sekiro would be is that in Sekiro, if you wanted to block an attack, you needed to have that attack coming at you from the front. If somebody 
snuck up on you or you missed an enemy and you think you're doing well and someone comes up behind you and hits you, you're taking that damage, even if you are blocking. With Jedi Fallen Order, no matter where the attack is coming from, if you're holding the block button or if you press deflect, it will pick up that attack. Mm -hmm. So you have the freedom to not worry about your surroundings as much as you would in a Sekiro. And that also allows the spectacle of combat to go to another level because you're not just blocking dudes in the front. You're swinging the the saber behind you, Mm -hmm. sweeping those attacks off from the back. And that's also helpful when it comes to dealing with ranged enemies that mix in with the melee enemies because, you know, they're just shooting. Normally a situation like that would be, pretty tough to deal with especially as you're fighting as a melee character it's not like your your jet your force powers don't have that great a range to where you could just take out enemies from anywhere you have to get within a an effective range to deal damage and get the effect but it got to the point where i could i could hear the blaster bolt get shot and because I know how far away the enemy is, I can time it. So I'll be fighting two melee dudes in the front. I'll hear the gun go off and then just give it a fraction of a second, send the bolt back to the dude, <laughs> and one shot him, having not even seen him. It's little things like that that it's, I don't know, like, I make feel. Make it unique to Star Wars. Make it unique to Star Wars. And it's just a tiny detail that makes the game itself work in a more functional way, but also just makes you feel like a badass. It's yeah. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. When they had described and like, we went over like how they, um, changed the idea of like how, at least how they look at difficulty when, it, as they approach this game and the idea that it wasn't that, all right, we're just going to put in blood sponge enemies, um, by upping the difficulty actually is, uh, certain things, certain cues won't be there. And the window, like, have you noticed that as far as like the window to parry or, um, whatever, has that changed as you lower the difficulty? Oh yeah. It's, it's, well not tolerable it's just that it's it's a little more forgiving you Mm -hmm. still have to be pretty precise on jedi master but on grandmaster it has to be perfect Mm -hmm. every time and then because the enemies do so much damage you miss that one block like in in sekiro i felt like i could i had more options to get away from damage because you either block it or deflect it or i could time my moves just right like i knew how the enemies move to stay out of the way of their damage but with fallen order the game more often throws groups of enemies at you so one of a gripe that i've seen on the internet was that oh well it's going with that dark Souls sekiro combat so it's going to be more one-on-one i want to i wanted it to be more jedi where i'm taking on groups of enemies like you're troopers yeah you're almost always fighting groups of enemies you're very seldom fighting a single enemy unless it's like a mini boss a boss or just something that you needed to be introduced to before it gets thrown into the mix with other enemies so that being the case it's like in Sekiro, you would get stunned but it's like probably an enemy or two you could get away you you still had some flexibility in fallen order once you take that block stun after they deplete your blocking meter it's all there's a dude who's probably already attacking you now the beauty of the way that 
Fallen Order works is that despite them throwing groups of enemies at you more often, you have what you need to be able to take them on in a dominant way. Like now that I understand the quick dodge better, uh, combat is almost trivial and I'm just enjoying the spectacle. And uh, how are you connecting with the main character and the story? I mean, not much. I'm not really thinking about him or the story. It's, it's Star Wars. Like I, I have years of practice watching and digesting these movies. So when I'm playing the game, it's, because of the level of the acting and the overall presentation, how close it is to that just stereotypical Star Wars style. It's like I'm watching a movie, but I get to play it. So it's it's going in. I, You know, he's no Han. He's no Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a pretty regular dude. The, the other characters around him, the supporting cast, are... Are pretty good as well but nothing that really sticks to your ribs mm-hmm. yeah yeah kind of like the um the force unleashed guy like i don't even remember like i don't know his name star killer yeah <laughs> i don't know what his face looked like i have no idea what's going on with him he looked but, like uh, commander shepherd <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like um i i get that it, it seems like it seems presentation wise like everything's there and the main character just it, it seems like he's just he fits in for what they need to do, but it's really about the gameplay, the world, and just like jumping in there. So that's that's cool that they've managed to pull that off very well. Yeah, they're they're all very suitable vessels for the story that they're trying to convey. Yeah, and it seems like reaction wise, it's been mainly positive, at least from from the critics. Um, I'm sure there are a couple people out there that have have some things to to say otherwise. Mm. Uh. I hate Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything about my life. I especially hate Ryan Johnson. George Lucas. Ron Perlman. <laughs> uh, Anakin. Why are you such a baby? Troll of the week. 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 Troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. I like your first three movies. Even though the first three movies were the second three movies, but they were made first. Because George Lucas didn't believe himself. But now he do. Uh, it and all fell he, apart with the Ewoks. Now he gone. Han <laughs> <laughs> shot first. <laughs> Star Wars is literally the equivalent of Mass Effect, where the first two, we love them, and then everything after that is just trash. <laughs> and, and everything somehow retroactively worsens <laughs> the parts that people like. All right, so as you can probably tell, our trolls of the week are coming after Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. They yeah. couldn't wait, yeah. but they were too busy with Death Stranding to really get yeah. themselves out of the gates effectively, so they're late yeah. to the finish line, and they're in the wrong race anyway. <laughs> First troll says, awful graphics, check. Clunky mechanics, check. Boring generic storyline, check. Bare bones customization options. Check. Bare bones. Another desperate attempt to be excited about an EA Star Wars game only to be disappointed again. Check. Desperate. Desperate. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so Jedi Fallen Order checks none of those boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even one of those boxes. None of those boxes. Uh, they do have a handful of graphical issues going on right now as well as frame rate issues. So that first patch is going to be a much welcome addition to my hard drive space but awful graphics i would beg to differ in fact there was a situation where i was trying to set up a stream you could go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod to check out some fallen order gameplay from yours truly because i value you guys and there was a situation where i guess the game froze while i was setting up the stream I was looking at it like, you know, even without all the textures loaded, these are still highly detailed character models and and level environments. And so it was kind of interesting. I also saw some others. It's got some issues where some textures don't load. But other than that, I mean, any direction that you look in it, it's Star Wars. Like you don't I'm looking off. I'm looking at waterfalls and just rushing seas all around me i'm seeing like big ass monsters and creatures like rolling in the background looking in holes while i'm trying to explore and in old ruins and things like that you know little critters running around and things like that is it like on the level of like say a control as far as like the slowdowns and everything or actually i i would say it's worse oh wow but like control i got beat up when it came out over it it seems like critically, I'm not hearing it as much. Like people have mentioned it, but not. Oh, they're at, talking about it. Yeah. But at a level of control, like where control was like almost like this game is kind of broken, but yet I'm enjoying it. I'm not hearing that with Star Wars, at least. Well, control had the very odd disposition of having a female lead being made by a developer that's not really a household name and also being an original property that's not tied into anything that has tremendous fanfare. Mm-hmm. So it was it was rife for the hate to overwhelm the positivity, whereas with Jedi Fallen Order. Like this game is set up for hate. Yeah. Well, yeah, you would you would think it'd be set up for yeah. hate, but at the same token, it's still Star Wars, it's still single player only, it still doesn't have any monetization. So there's you're gonna have to overcome the fandom of Star Wars to really hate on this. So with that, I feel like the frame rate issues, they aren't as bad as the ones in control, but because they're so consistent and steady throughout the entire experience. I feel like it's as if you took the issues control had and spread it out over the whole game rather than, you know, just having as you're loading in or something. Yeah. Loading into a new port, loading into a different level or, you know, stepping into a very tight space where a lot of action is going on. So, I mean, graphically and with the performance, I'm sure they can get the frame rate up. I'm hoping so. It can get pretty bad, especially when streaming, because when you're streaming and the game is trying to save, it'll straight up freeze. You'll have to wait there until the save is done before the game starts moving again. You might see that on some of my videos. (laughs) So bear with me. It's not an issue with the game. I'm not going to restart it or anything. Just, you know, power through it. Uh, Clunky mechanics. uh, Now get that trash out of here. Because the mechanics work exactly the way they're supposed to. They're very smart. It's very seldom when I do something that I didn't intend to do or I miss my target. So Fallen Order is killing it on that regard. It's also 
taking care of things happening behind you. Uh, much like Sekiro, you can just lean on that block button until your posture gets diminished. So, you know, watch your bars, get that quick dodge in, make sure you're dealing damage as well as avoiding it. See, boring generic storyline. Well, I mean, it's Star Wars. <laughs> what do you expect? All that stuff is pretty planned. This also takes place between episodes three and four. So after Order 66 has been issued by, by Palpatine and the Jedi have been wiped out and before we see our first glimpse of Han and Leia. So, you know, bear with it. It has to end at a particular point. It's They can't really tell you a new original story between two canon existing stories. And desperate attempt to be excited by an EA Star Wars game. Well, I mean, that's on you. It's not their fault, <laughs> so get out of here with that. Nextro says, so boring Uncharted Simulator. Absolute 0 out of 10. Don't lose your $60, please. Uncharted Simulator. Uncharted Simulator. This game could have been made by Naughty Dog. I mean, it definitely has Uncharted elements insofar as... The wall the, running. <laughs> <laughs> the, cin- the cinematic quality of it as well as the vine swinging. Uh-huh. <laughs> but hey, I like the vine swinging. So yeah, this is this game is extremely far from Uncharted. I don't know where that's coming from. If you got $60, I highly recommend you spend it on Fallen Order. Next troll says, boring with a lot of bugs. It's unplayable at this point. The story is laughable. Worst action game this generation. <laughs> unplayable. I don't think so, pal. I've heard news of a game-breaking bug that a handful of people have encountered within the first few hours of the game, but other than that, it it's far from unplayable. The worst glitch I saw in the game was I was fighting some little rat monster in a very tight cave. They ended up clipping through the ceiling and disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just a little reminder that it is a game. There are issues, but at the same token, on the whole, it's doing everything that it's supposed to do. It is uniquely Star Wars. Awesome. Next troll says, Not good game, just mediocre at best. EA really making bad Star Wars games. They need another company. (laughs) Sounds like that one was pinned before the game ever came out. Yeah. Uh, No, game is not mediocre. Game is pretty damn good. I would say it's kind of great. It's easily in my running for game of the year. It's going to have to battle it out with the Division 2, Sekiro, and Control. We'll see who emerges victorious. Next troll says, more soulless trash spawned by Disney and EA. I think he meant respawn. <laughs> Disney. Disney and EA. Uh, no, this game has quite the soul. In fact, it borrows many of the better elements from the Dark Souls franchise, such as, you know, resting at bonfires called meditation points, respawning enemies, having your experience taken away. When you die to an enemy, however, they put their own less punishing spin on it by allowing you to get it all back as well as a health boost and replenishing your force power if you manage to do damage to the enemy. So you don't even have to worry about beating it. You could just run in there, hit them, get all your stuff back and get out. Also, in a similar vein as Sekiro, you gain experience that build toward skill points in this game. You can lose your experience to an enemy. However, you do not lose your skill points. So, you know, if you're right on the cusp, 
go play around with some cannon fodder, bank your points, then move on to the tough enemy that's probably going to two-shot you. Next troll says, horrible game. Not worth wasting your money on. I played for 30 minutes, uninstalled it less than a minute. Worst game I played. Played, 30 minutes. Played a 20-hour adventure anywhere from 40 to 60 for completionists, according to howlongtobeat.com. And... 30 minutes like you barely got out of the first sequence which was honestly one of the best opening sequences i've played in a game in a long time one star wars two well done star wars three well done game just tasting that combat having them throw you in situations where you got people shooting on one side melee guys surrounding you you're deflecting all of it you're taking dudes down a little bit at a time whittling them down eventually it's just you and the blaster guys sending their bolts back in their face (laughs) feeling like a badass walking not running (laughs) next troll says oh this is actually a full review by the next troll so bear with me as i make it through this what a putrid piece of garbage fun factor negative one gameplay negative two graphics positive one controls negative five i've never been more disappointed by a game in my life all involved should be ashamed and try a new career because you clearly hate your jobs and definitely phone this one in. I feel sorry for the motion capture artists, voiceover artists, and writers on this one. All their hard work will be lost in the excrement storm that this mindless excuse of a game that it is. Excrement storm. That's a good excrement one. That's a new storm. one. He didn't call it hot garbage. <laughs> he called it a putrid piece of garbage to open. So a developer that made... Two contenders for Game of the Year with Apex Legends and Star Wars Fallen Order should just stop making video games. They should be ashamed and try to get new careers. Stop making video games. <laughs> Made probably one of the best, if not the best, Star Wars games ever in Fallen Order. Easily this generation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing the hell out of it. All I do is think about it, trying to use my force powers. I can respawn enemies. It's not the standard single player linear fare that other star Wars games have been in the past. You got huge levels. You have all kinds of different means of traversal, such as the wall running, the vine swinging tight, tight rope, walking on the pipes, climbing it. You feel like you are in star Wars at all times. They never do anything to disrupt that illusion or destroy that momentum. It is a lot of backtracking. It is a lot of exploring. Sometimes you can get in situations where your objective is quite a bit of ways away from where you currently are. You're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. There's no fast travel. I'm surprised nobody's complaining about that. (laughs) So, I don't know. You got to deal with it, son. Next troll says, and I think this might be the last troll. Jedi Fallen Order makes Death Stranding look like crap on a stick. A lot of uh, shit references with this game. Yeah. <laughs> or, or games in, in its general, vicinity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so they're not exactly hating on Fallen Order. They're actually using Fallen Order as a measuring stick that they dipped in some shit to measure Death Stranding, which you're going to see a lot whenever people have their their video game whipping boys. They use anything they can get their hands on to 
further diminish the game that they dislike right now they dislike death stranding so of course fallen order coming out a week later is somehow oh this shows you how bad it is this game this is a game because they're basically the same game yeah <laughs> doing the same things made by the same people you know you know when you're a courier as a jedi <laughs> i mean we we bitched and complained on the internet endlessly we got foreign entities involved doing investigations causing tangible harm to ea who is just trying to be in the business of making games we told them what we wanted they put it out here on a silver platter no strings attached tons of frills and you know people are still trying to rationalize their way away from supporting it i i just don't know what to say to folks like that i mean this is a great game it should be judged on its own merits not by who's involved it's not like they're killing puppies they're just making video games get over yourselves these moral dilemmas have to stop it's time to put up the money or shut up if you were one of the people talking trash about ea demanding a single player star wars game here's your chance it's well received it's reviewing well it's a rock solid game Still waiting on that first patch to address the performance, but you know something like that's got to be in the works. Do yourself a favor. Let it all go. Enjoy the game. Troll of the week. 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 Troll of the week, 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 troll manipulate everything that happened in this world the things i buy have to reflect <laughs> my morals and beliefs in every manner yeah. yeah and so yeah like this idea that like well i'm gonna hold back enjoying possibly something that's great because of something that happened in the past like that's just let it go as a dub said let it go just let it go or just frozen like, two is coming on. just let it go yeah or you can just move on not play anything star wars because apparently i don't think you like star wars if that's how you talk about it because you hate ea you hate <laughs> disney 
You hate, you hate Kathleen Kennedy for yeah. some reason. Yeah, you hate George Lucas. Anybody that's had their hands on Star Wars, you somehow hate, and yet you love the franchise. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of weird. You need to do some soul searching. <laughs> yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. AMC, what have you been playing? So yeah, I've been playing a little bit more of Apex Legends. I got my first uh, championship, so that was awesome. Uh, they you and your team, or just you? Well, my squad definitely helped out, but I, I definitely got some <laughs> kills in there. Um, yeah, like, it was pretty dope. Uh, I got with the right squad. I've actually had a couple good like squads. I mentioned uh, last week that sometimes you just get like the garbage groups where like one guy just goes right off on his own at the very beginning. You never see him. He just dies or does his own thing. <laughs> and then you come across like another group and you're just outnumbered, outmatched and outwitted. Um, and then every now and then, like with this match, you're just teamed up with a group of guys who know what they're doing. And in this case, yeah, I got a good group. Uh, they're all super helpful. They were pinging all the right things, letting me know where certain items were. I was doing likewise. They were also sharing shields and medics, um, health kits. So, yeah, it was just perfect. And then it came down to us versus another two squads in this abandoned building. And um, we actually had split up in the building because we were searching, but the circle was starting to close in. We were in the right area, so we didn't have to move. And then people were making their way towards that bu- the building that we were in. And so once they made their move, I could hear the shots. I was playing with uh, my dude, Bloodhound, who <laughs> has the ability of detecting um, people who have crossed like certain paths um, and letting me know how long it's been since they crossed that path. So I immediately got the drop on the first group that came in. My dudes heard the gunshots. They made their way up to the top, to the rooftop. Uh, firefight broke out there. We take out that first group. The other group came. By the time they showed up, um, things were just already just uh, they were not they were coming to our world and they stepped in and got handled quickly. Uh, immediately it says you're I think champions and my teammate proceeds to start teabagging the guy that he killed Jeez. with the final kill. And Isn't that a violation of the Geneva Convention? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the world of Apex. So yeah, um, that was awesome. Uh, Played some more of that, um, and then put in some work with Divinity. Um, Not much more to say there. Took out the Spider Queen, and uh, just making my way through the Phantom Force, which seems to be heading towards some type of finality. I don't know. Maybe they'll add another world, and then I'll be fighting Satan at some point. But as of right now, um, yeah, just uh, building up my characters. Uh, I wanted to actually show you a video. Didn't get to it just because of uh, how long it took to set up. But yeah, like I used one of my master abilities finally um, from the uh, the pyro side, the pyrotechnic side, and used it on the Spider Queen. She had three-fourths of her health and it completely wiped her out in one shot it was pretty fucking amazing she took all of all of the uh the meteor blast now did you have any idea that was even a possibility no because so i you were like fuck i gotta do something let's do this master skill real quick try to plan for the next turn yeah because well, <laughs> what she did she basically laid a bunch of spider eggs and so it was one of those things where it's like well I could use the meteor ability, take out all those fire eggs, but then she has the next the next move. Yeah. Or I could attack her. And the thing with that is it's an area of effect. Uh, and so there's a big circle. And so you see the entire area of effect. And if they get hit by the meteors, then they take that full blast. There you go. But the thing is here is that she took up the entire circle. So that means she got all the blasts. <laughs> and oh, so, wow. Yeah. And so it just uh, similar to Diablo, a game that we know and love, it 
her health just like melted away and she died in that one shot it was pretty damn amazing i love when that bar just jumps to the bottom (laughs) (laughs) fire 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 fire. yeah just like beavis fire fire (laughs) so yeah it was awesome um and yeah just putting in more work there played some more celeste played a little bit more mario kart tour marissa was telling you about how she is loving that game she is heavily addicted um, it's pretty much our game. Our downtime at the end of the night is devoted to Mario Kart Tour and just racking up uh, coins to buy people, and then playing the um, whatever the the ranking is the the cart that ha- the cup that has the ranking. We go to that one and we try to stack it because that's where you get the gems when the uh, the period's over. There you go. So yeah, just putting in that work. weekly challenge. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, putting in or work with daily, a couple games. Um, well, it's actually a weekly challenge for that one. No, there right. are the daily challenges to get stars, but those don't get you the gems, and the gems are what you need to get the uh, the loot boxes mm. because we're all about that RNG Jesus. Mm. We pray to the oh 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 wise RNG Jesus. Um, so yeah, let's get into the topics of the week. To- topics of, of the, the week. week. Oh, this is an interesting one because um, we have been known for being a PlayStation podcast with uh, Switch news every now and then. But this is going to be one of the few. I think you get one every year where we actually talk about Microsoft stuff. That's right. We're going green. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going green, brand green. Um, yeah. So they had XO19 in London. Uh, there are some announcements. Um Nothing really big game-wise. It was mainly a focus on just a lot of the features of Xbox, things that are coming. Um, definitely a good showcase for Game Pass, which you can get for a dollar right now and play everything for, I think, like three months. Yeah, Game Pass has a ton of content coming to it fairly soon. Yeah, and so with that, um, let's just go through, we'll first go through uh, some of the games uh, that were announced. Rare announced a game, this being Everwild. Uh, we don't know much about it. It was um, some lady. She's walking through the woods. There's like a tree that has like its its headpiece can just grow it like peacock. So it's it's a little fantasy mixed with like wild. Um, and I'm I'm interested to see more of what that game has to offer. But it was more of just like more of like a, a tone setting trailer. I'll say. Yes, yeah, stunning art style looks almost like it. Very saturated with like a cell shaded kind of look to it you got these weird exotic creatures populating this forest of course you got crazy ass monsters running around mm-hmm. so you know we'll see what's going on with that i'm very anxious to see more it's rare so we know that they've got tricks up their sleeves yeah they have a pedigree yeah uh the next yeah, game it'll be nice to see what they come up with yeah exactly uh the next game this uh coming from obsidian this game being called grounded or as a dub called honey i shrunk the kids the game the game um yeah so this is all that we know right now it's a survival game um your your character is basically a shrunken human shrunken down to like the size of an ant um what we did see there was a party at one point um <laughs> possibly multiplayer survival game uh yeah like they showed them you're walking on the surface you're seeing toys and whatnot and th- those things make up a lot of the environment um but then you're also going into like the burrows of that have been dug out by like groundhogs or whatever the underground <laughs> yeah and through that you'll run into insects big ass spiders stabbing ants in the face yeah uh, yeah we saw we saw first person actions um 
so like a lot of it a lot of the trailer was in third person but a lot of the action was in first person so it'll be interesting to see also if this is a first person style game mm-hmm. but yeah um it looks interesting i want to see more from that yeah, it looks cute i mean it's it's blending some elements i'm glad that we're seeing survival type elements getting more ubiquitous in games i mean i know there are some people who aren't fans of that stuff but well, here control issues we love it <laughs> why, do, why do i have to collect things <laughs> why do i have to worry about what i'm eating <laughs> why does every item have to be utilized <laughs> I, know, I don't want a realism simulator <laughs> um yeah the next game that we saw this one the lead actor the lead character is voiced by ron perlman yes this one being called west of party um, west of dead what do you think of this game? It was looked like a Western isometric isometric shooter. <laughs> yeah, it looked like looked like McCree the game. Yeah, if if got- Jeff Kaplan decided to do some Overwatch spinoffs, which I think they should really really explore the possibility of, because each of those characters could have their own individual game that would be incredibly fun and unique. But this game, yeah, like you said, isometric uh, third person cover shooter. It looks and moves very like deliberately the action is punctuated by these slow-mo effects it looks like there might even be like there's slowdown effects there's numbers knocking out of people the art style is it's honestly it's one of my more anticipated games that i've seen from this conference the action is just gritty it looks like you get gun modifications and upgrades that allow you to shoot different kinds of bullets that have different different properties at one point he was shooting bullets at a wall and ricocheting them to an enemy that was in cover you're sliding across cover it's yeah it's a straight up cover shooter i haven't seen one done from this camera perspective so that's a bit refreshing and new and yeah excited yeah, it looks uh, it looks dope. Uh, your character your head a, is a flaming skull. Yeah, it's like Ghost Rider meets like a western. It's everything that you wanted to be. Ghost Gunner. Ghost Gunner. With my ghost Stars. gun and my ghost bullets. Starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, as Nicolas Cage. This is as Ghost Gunner. As Ghost Gunner. <laughs> Uh, the next one, this is just an update for Sea of Thieves, uh, the Sea Bound Soul. This is an update coming, um, so more support coming towards that game. Uh, good yeah, thing, story and lore driven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just happy to see that there's still still more support coming towards this game because the narrative has kind of flipped towards a more positive at launch it seemed like the game was kind of like uh they got something going on here but we need to see more from it and it seems like with the updates the community has stuck with it and um i'm just hearing all positivity towards sea of thieves right now so it's something as as long as they continue to expand that world and add more to it it seems like the the sky's the limit with what they can do with that that seems like all it took for sea of thieves to get to see praise is a sea of content exactly um next thing we saw uh age of empires 4 that real-time strategy I had no idea this was in the works mm-hmm. looking pretty good yeah they showed uh was it the mongols um mongols gameplay yeah it looks it looks pretty dope the uh i haven't played a real-time strategy in so long but the the action was all there as far as like just the big waves of an army as opposed to the six-man unit <laughs> that i was familiar with in the past yeah um, all perfectly aligned acting in unison yeah exactly um so yeah uh yeah they said um 
look forward to that more to come um i'm just happy to see more real-time strategies coming to consoles oh yeah because warhammer was kind of killing it just as a real-time strategy i mean we're starting to see things like we're starting to see things like what totally accurate battle simulator yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man they need to bring one of them warhammer war games Mm -hmm. to console well especially like with like the idea that um some games are getting mouse and keyboard support like that opens it up to more real-time strategies to be ported over uh to consoles um this now this is going to be the game pass section so these are all the announcements coming to game pass and it's man it's quite lengthy uh so this um final fantasy you can look forward to pretty much everything final fantasy 7 and beyond with uh two left out so this being final fantasy 7 final fantasy 8 remastered final fantasy 9 final fantasy 10 remastered final fantasy x2 hd remastered final fantasy 12 the zodiac age mm. Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 13 2, mm. Final Fantasy Lightning Returns. Uh, oh, so they did put 13 3 in there. Yes. Okay, good. Final Fantasy 15, and so you notice that we skipped over a number. This coming from Phil Spencer. Uh, the company plans to bring Final Fantasy 14 to the service at a later date. I wanted you to know, rest assured. I wanted you to know, rest assured, that we will be bringing that game to Xbox. We have a great relationship with Yoshida-san, and we're working through to what it, what it takes to bring to Xbox the cross-platform MMO that we that they've been running for years. So, um, once again, now that we're seeing a little bit more of the, um, the companies working together, Phil Spencer saying that he's optimistic that we can get Final Fantasy XIV on the Xbox and that we might have some cross-platform play going on there. So, look forward to that. Uh, some other announcements coming to Game Pass over the next year. Darksiders 3, Tekken 7, Damn. The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Mm. Um, this is a... Not crazy, but kind of um, it's a head scratcher. Yakuza title is coming. Yakuza Zero, Kiwami, and Kiwami Two. These being um, traditionally uh, Sony exclusives. So seeing that Yakuza title is coming over to Xbox, maybe a sign for them. I guess branching over to more Japan titles and trying to get them over onto the Xbox console. All right, like to see more people being able to access quality gaming, things that give the consoles more texture and flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as weebs, um, as as a fellow weeb, as registered weebs. Yeah, I like to recruit as many as I can to my army, and so yeah, let's have more consoles running that shit. There we go. Uh, Drake Hollow. Uh, uh, the next game from Molasses Flood, the makers of Flame in the Flood, a game that I was happy enough to back on Kickstarter, help make that a reality for you. So you could send your thank you letters in your bread baskets <laughs> <laughs> to control issues. <laughs> to control issues. Ask your mom for the address. But yeah, man, they're they're coming up with their sequel. It's called Drake Wood. It looks Hollow. having having played Flame in the Flood, I can already recognize a lot of like assets such as audio and visual textures that they're taking from flame in the flood and just building up into something completely different with that drake hollow seems to it gives you that flame in the flood kind of feel at first but then once homegirl gets sucked into the magical door and goes into what looks like satan's kidney put on damn stones in it yeah once that happens and then 
you're fighting creatures. It looks like you're you're feeding you're feeding like little inhabitants of this alternate dimension, and in return, they build structures for you. You're gonna build up your your settlement, your camp. Uh, once the enemies start coming in, you got some buddies who sunset overdriving on purple power lines. <laughs> <laughs> this game has a lot of things going on. It's it's definitely very ambitious you know in comparison to where they came from with flame of the flood which was more of a focus survival type of game where you're floating down a river and trying to make sure you can endure the trip roguelite yeah oh, amazing game you need to get it uh drake wood looks to be more in the vein of drake like hollow. a drake drake wood <laughs> drake, drake sorry but uh, drake hollow looks to be more in the vein of like uh kind of a minecraft thing where you need to build up your settlement and then there's creatures coming so you got to deal with those yeah so it's going to be interesting to see more of that game more of what it offers looks good so we'll see what happens there and then um the kingdom heart remixes i didn't write them all down because there's like 1.8 1.923 I think Kingdom Hearts is like a <laughs> shitty DJ or like a, a shitty producer that doesn't make new music, just keeps remixing everything. Bad boy. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> we invented the remix. Puff Daddy said he invented the remix. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There are a couple people that are like, remixes were out long before Bad Boy showed up. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I deeply love the Kingdom Hearts franchise. I have played Kingdom Hearts 1 and kingdom hearts 2 he single played uh, kingdom hearts 3 right yes he did yes. and had a blast it was tremendous fan service i was looking and it looked like pure madness so <laughs> not not something that i'm going to be doing anytime soon and to close it off my homie pedro well, what, what are the what are the kingdom hearts that are coming I, I didn't i couldn't write them down i i couldn't take it i was, it, what, was like, it, it was like 1.5 remix and didn't they have <laughs> The 2.5 <laughs> remix pre-sequel. The pre-sequel. <laughs> Aftermath. <laughs> yeah. Published by Death Row. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Right when he started getting into those numbers, I was like, fuck this. And they got the 2.87101 yeah. <laughs> update patch. But yeah, the people who love Kingdom Hearts and especially the people who maybe got three and missed out on the earlier ones and didn't want to go back and say purchase those. Well, now if you have Game Pass, you can pay for pay a dollar for a couple months and then experience all those things why did they number it that way <laughs> it was like i was telling you in the pre-show it, as strangely numbered and ordered as those games are there's someone where that information made sense to them and they knew the appropriate level of hype to respond with <laughs> oh, yeah. based on that information which is strange as hell to be and yeah people there are people who's like oh you got to play this one because in this one it has this this certain scene mm. it's like the uh, i don't know if you ever watch like if you ever get into reading like canon versus filler stuff with anime so you know like what to skip over and there's so like they break it down there's canon there's filler but then there'll be like that like canon filler yeah <laughs> so it's the the spinoff episodes <laughs> yeah. where it doesn't even have anything to do with what's going on well there's those but then there's the ones where it doesn't really have anything to do but then they'll throw in a little information where then they'll reference that in the canon episode so it's like canon filler so you kind of want to watch those episodes and then there's just the nonsense where it's like Naruto's adventure to the spa where he's not looking at naked women or like goku and piccolo <laughs> getting driver's licenses yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it, that shit is now canon, apparently, because you, you're going to be playing that in Kakarot. It's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, uh, to leave it I off. like all of Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Full Yeah, Yeah, not the Brotherhood. Yeah. The, uh, the OG Full Metal. The, the OG non-OG Full Metal Alchemist. We're just going to give you... We're just gonna give you a, a series that's all filler. Yeah, from what I understood, they basically the first like five or six episodes were all canon, and then they caught up to the manga, and then basically it's like, well, you're not working at a speed for us to really continue to put out episodes with like your content. So we're just gonna take the story from here and kind of figure it out. Very much like uh, Game of Thrones, uh, the final couple seasons where they passed George R. R. Martin. And so he basically was just like, this is kind of how it's going to end. So you guys can figure out everything then on. And so, yeah. And then everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody gets mad and you know how it goes. But we got Brotherhood and that fixed everything. Um, yeah. And so to close it off, because you, you got to hear about streaming, A-Dev, because everybody got to stream um so yeah they talked about project x cloud that will be launching in 2020 so you can look forward to that you got All your right. you got your your project scarlet and then you'll have your x cloud coming microsoft um, finally getting some kind of cloud in the mix the cloud gaming clear skies are done yes um yeah microsoft said they're planning to include support for sony's dualshock 4 controller with x cloud next year and other bluetooth controllers uh and game pads from razor so you can look forward to playing with your dualshock wow playing forza yeah, playing gears of war <laughs> with your square button with your square with your x with your your cross button with your cross button that doesn't do anything <laughs> because you can't jump <laughs> your cross button um so yeah that's pretty much everything from microsoft so you're welcome for your xbox fanboys you're welcome drew because you said that we don't talk enough about microsoft so there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> And then for the final topic of the week, Top, topic of, of the, the week, week, this is um, we talked about Sea of Thieves getting their continued support. Well, this is another type of continued support. This coming from uh, Jason Schreier. This these being rumors coming from Kutaku, and that being Bioware plans a complete overhaul of Anthem. Mm, no what? rumor of the week. R- rumor, rumor of, of the, the week. week. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know for sure, but that that is interesting. I'm glad to even suggest the possibility that that game is going to get another chance to win people over because I don't know. It, it had everything there that should make it a, a must play kind of experience. I guess they just didn't get out of the starting blocks as well as they wanted to, but they're bringing the overhaul. They're still supporting their game. They aren't sending it out there to die or abandoning it to go try to make a cash grab real quick. So this is good. Yeah, this is... uh, So here's the first paragraph. Uh, Recent silence and a couple of high-profile departures from Bioware have led fans and pundits to speculate that the studio has abandoned its most recent game, Anthem. But the opposite is true. For the last few months, Bioware and parent company EA have been planning an overhaul of the online shooter, according to three people familiar with those plans. Some call it Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next. Um, yeah, so we've seen this, um, call it none of those. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've seen this like versions of this, I'll say, um, whether it's taking King, no man's sky. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess games are now what they're doing is they're recognizing some of the faults and 
a lot of the anger and it's like all right well now we're gonna build up and we're gonna hit them hard with one huge update and um and that's usually that big update is what brings people back and kind of like what you said there was something there with anthem um from what i remembered at least with the launches there are people who said like i enjoy the moment-to-moment gameplay is just there's not a lot here some of some of the puzzle solving aspects of the game are annoying when it comes to the teams because your team can run ahead of you and just start solving the puzzle without you mm-hmm. and like jerks yeah and then there's just some quality of life things that needed to be worked out and so yeah the, it seems like a, a situation that at least deserves like an overhaul or at least a big content update and so yeah that makes sense and yeah, building on like what was mentioned in that paragraph, just the idea. I think, um, yeah, going back to E three last year where they had the EA play and people were like, "Oh, Anthem's not on like, not on the docket. Like, what's going on here? Like, it, it looks like there's no plans for Anthem." The yeah, and people a lot of times they'll talk about like how so they're not interested in Anthem and yet they want to talk about everything that's negative. Anytime there's a departure from Anthem, they, that's a news story. That's a headline. Um, basically people haven't moved on from the game and yet they want the game to basically be put to rest. And so seeing that there is still a passion behind it and a focus to try to make it work. I, I think that's good. Cause like with EA, they're building a little bit momentum right now when it comes to, yeah. Uh, apex and then with star wars and if they yeah, get star Am- wars is a tremendous step in the right direction for for the negative perception of ea exactly and the only problem there is that's a focus on respawn games and so bioware they do need a win at this point especially to get people in their good graces because right now uh this generation has been what mass effect uh andromeda and then dragon age inquisition yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition, which was actually a good game, if I remember. It was uh, on Game of the Year list, but it was the uh, the first year of the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And then, which is uh, awesome in itself. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and then so now we have uh, Anthem. And so, yeah, they. I feel like um, a win for Bioware would be a, a good thing for that, for that developer moving forward. And then also just, I like to see things get continued support because... It, it shows that when there's a, still a community there and clearly they wouldn't be continuing to address some of the issues with Anthem if there weren't people still playing the game. And so they're listening to those people and they're, they're going to cater the game to those people. And, and I think that's like where you see certain things like um, the destiny with the new light taking King and then even overwatch how they're going to address um, the sequel and how they're not going to break up the community. And even going back to division with a uh, division two, having the free DLC for the first year and throwing in Ubisoft's like quick reaction to um ghost recon breakpoint how it's the game actually like as we said um with the it was the second best downloaded game for playstation uh last for october it charted i believe like six for npd um and we'll see how it does this month but still with those numbers ubisoft saw the the reaction to it critically and they immediately uh, delayed some other games and they said we need to focus on the quality of our games moving forward and so with that um, EA as a publisher and Bioware as a developer see, looking at Anthem and being like now we need to step our game up and we can make this better um, I like that they're taking a little more ownership of their franchises and not just letting them just go away basically it's such a good thing that we live in an era where 
a game that doesn't necessarily get out of the gates strongly enough can see a second life, can become a better game instead of just being stuck at what it was at launch. Yeah. And the, and as you said, like with the No Man's Skies, the community, there's a community there that wants to play that game. And so they're recognizing that and they're making that game for that community now at that point. It's like once you get the casuals out of there, it's like, all right, well, now let's see what these people are sticking around for and let's try to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, 76 is kind of seeing that right now, even though with the delays of the uh, NPCs, they're trying to make that game right and they're trying to do all the things. I believe, like with the update with Fallout 76, where they had the. Um, the private servers the private servers yeah hundred dollar private servers yeah and it was like people were like well who is this for and it's like clearly for somebody because they wouldn't put that shit out there if they didn't think anybody would get behind it um, and apparently it's pretty common for servers to be rented out so yeah there and so yeah it's like i i guess like for a more i guess mainstream audience they they sometimes question the moves of companies but they can see the numbers and they see the bottom line and if it's worth the the investment they'll get into it and so yeah like all these situations it's developers and publishers looking at their games and seeing that there's something there and they want to try to make it work and uh you gotta applaud that every time so, A-Dub, with that, I got nothing else. Do you have anything else or any final words before we get out of here? May the Force be with you. <laughs> yeah, watch the, the Mandalorian if you got the uh, if you got the Disney Plus app. Yeah, big props to my man Bill Burr landing that role. Check out Rogue One on Netflix. <laughs> Check out Paper Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Well, this is Control Issues. I am AMC. This is A-Dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Suckers. Suckers.